Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust. Member FDIC. Let's go to the Brandon Moving and Storage Hotline. Big Joe Klein is in the house and on the hotline is Adam Finkelstein from ESPN, recruiting analyst. And we wanted to get his thoughts on... Obviously, all the guys playing in the McDonald's All-American game, but mostly the guys related to Arkansas, the three recruits, as well as the player from Arkansas headed to Oregon. Adam, welcome. How are you? Great, thanks. Appreciate you having me. So we were all disappointed. Our guys from Arkansas didn't have particularly good nights, and they got handled last night by the guys from the East. Uh, Give me kind of your assessment of the game last night, then we can get into specifics on the players with Arkansas Connections. You know, when you've spent years watching these players uh, in, in really highly competitive environments, I think the game itself is more of a celebration of, of the career they've had to date and, and not necessarily uh, an evaluation setting. I know fans look at it as kind of a glimpse of what's to come, but, but you know, there are other settings that are that just uh, lend itself to a better evaluation setting. Even earlier in the week, some of the practices for the NBA guys attend in, in higher volume tend to be a better evaluation setting. So I, I really look at last night as more of, you know, a, a show, a celebration, so to speak, of, of uh, really good high school careers and just a little bit of a showcase to fans of, of potentially things to come. But it's hard to make too much of, you know, what happens in between the lines as it relates to, like, projecting their future. We heard great things all week about Nick Smith specifically, that he may have been the best player through the week leading up to the game. Um, what, what were your, what'd you hear? What'd you see? I mean, what can you tell us about your thoughts on him? I'm a huge fan of Nick. I think this class is, is really interesting because there's not a, a, a clear choice to be the top pick in the class. Obviously, the class itself has evolved quite a bit when you look at who has, has left the class, whether it's because they've, they've reclassified or declassified, however you want to phrase it, or because they've joined the professional ranks, whether it's in overtime elite or the G League or whatever the case may be. But of the, of the players who are left in the current graduating senior class, I think Nick has, in my mind, a, a really good shot to uh, call himself the best. I think last summer he had a, a breakout performance at the Peach Jam. He showed a lot of different, lot of different things, really a, a modern – modern lead guard, if you will, who can play make, who can create space, who can make tough shots. I think he's more athletic than most people give him credit for. It looks like his body has gone to another level since this summer. Um, but because he chose to play um, at North Little Rock, he didn't get the same amount of TV exposure. So, I, you know, it's hard to say this for a top five guy, but he's somewhat under the radar. And so I think there's some people who are sleeping on him just a little bit because uh, he wasn't on TV in the last you know, three or four months as, as much as some of these other high school players. Um, and as I said, in my mind, he's got a, a good a, a good a case as anyone to be the top prospect in the class. Anthony Black was a huge boost uh, for this recruiting class at the kind of the last minute, and we weren't expecting this to uh, addition. What are we getting out of Anthony Black? You're getting a guy who is has two things that really jump out at you. One is the versatility, and two is the upside. So at 6'7", he's got the positional size to play as a forward, but the way in which he moves, the way in which he play makes, um, that's more consistent with a big guard. And in the way college basketball is played these days, where you have multiple ball handlers and multiple playmakers on the floor at the same time, especially when you talk about the guys they already have in the class. Of course, we've talked about Nick Smith. 
but he's going to give you someone who can make plays in the open floor. He's going to give you someone who can come off ball screens, especially on the second side of the floor. I'm not ready to call him the big point guard that, that some people think, but I think he is certainly someone who can handle the ball, make plays for other people, and um, be one of multiple uh, ball handlers, playmakers, pick-and-roll threats. What is the best role for him, do you think, for, especially when you consider who he'll be alongside with Arkansas? Yeah, I, I think it's in a situation where he has the freedom to do those things but not be the only one able to do those things. So he's got a, almost a, a parachute, if you will, of not having to be the sole ball handler on the floor. I think lots of times, listen, he may end up being a primary ball handler down the road, but, but we're, you know, we're, I, I think that's the piece that a lot of people lose sight of is, you know, these kids are still in high school. It's still the first lap in the race in, in, in many respects. So, um, you know, could he end up being a six, seven primary ball handler down the road? Sure. Um, but I think right now, the ideal situation for him is one in which he has the freedom to continue to grow those areas of the game, but where he's playing with other people who can also play those roles. So he can split between playing on the ball and off the ball. The other piece that I haven't even mentioned yet is his versatility on the defensive end of the floor. Uh, and he's going to be able to guard multiple positions. He's also someone that, that from a strength and conditioning standpoint, he's still very much growing into his body. And so his body's really going to change in the next year, in the next few years. And as those things continue to happen, his game is just going to continue to go to higher and higher levels. He's, for, for a five-star talent, he's got still a ton of untapped potential. And that's not a criticism. That actually speaks to, to how good he's, how much better he's going to continue to get or should continue to get in the years to come. We were talking with ESPN recruiting analyst Adam Finkelstein. Adam, how many of these guys have the potential to be one and done? I think three. Um, I think Nick, Anthony, and Jordan. That's not to say they definitely will be, but I think it would be naive to think that, that those three guys and certainly the people around them aren't contemplating uh, the plausibility of that scenario. Um, when you're a five-star talent, when you're a McDonald's All-American, uh, that's, that's just the way of the world right now, right, wrong, or, or indifferent. Um, you know, but I think that part of uh, Coach Musselman's job and the staff's job will be to make sure that they, you know, you, you want to prepare them for the league, and obviously someone who's been an NBA head coach is, is uniquely qualified to do that. But there's also guys like Caleb Love out there. You know, obviously we're watching that in the NCAA tournament. Caleb Love was projected to be a one-and-done guy when he went to North Carolina. He didn't have the freshman year that, that many people hoped. And, but it's, you know, now it's kind of coming full circle. And I, I will tell you this. There's probably everybody at that McDonald's All-American game this week has hopes in all likelihood, of being a one-and-done type talent. But they're not all going to be. Um, and that could be for a variety of different reasons. There's a variety of different variables that come up. But I think at this point, those are the three that have a chance to be if all things go right. I, I think Nick is, is the most likely of that group to, to be one-and-done, though. We aren't getting the services of Kill Ware at Arkansas, but we'll certainly keep an eye on his career at Oregon. And I thought he was as impressive as anybody last night, at least for his team in the West. Uh, he had a couple of highlight reel moments. What's your assessment of him, and what's your expectation for him moving on to Oregon? I think he's one of those guys that, that can be as good as he wants to be. Um, you know, there's been um, – the talent, let's start there. The talent is undeniable when you talk about his size, his athleticism, his potential to shoot the, floor, uh, shoot the ball and stretch the floor to protect the rim. So in many ways, he checks all the boxes of a, a, 
modern-day big man, not that unlike Derek Lively, who's currently our, our number one prospect at ESPN, um, because he, he's going to fit the modern-day game. I think you know the issue with, with Ware is, um, has historically been just how much is he going to commit himself on a daily basis. If and when he does that, I think that his upside is uh, extreme. Um, but it's a matter of, of committing yourself to, to being as competitive as you can on a daily basis and maximizing your potential. And as I said, these guys are all really, really young. And when you're as talented as someone like, like Kalel Ware, it's hard to find someone who's going to challenge you on a daily basis. He's going to get that um, at Oregon and, and uh, in the schedule they play. And so I have really high hopes for him, and he's another one that, that I think is, is that, you know, if his approach continues to mature and evolve, he has a, a tremendously bright future. They didn't play in the game last night, but I wanted to get your thoughts. Uh, I don't know how much you've had a chance to see the other guys, but the other three recruits that Arkansas has, we were working yesterday, Adam, to come up with a nickname for them, and I think Wes and I both agreed that the six Musketeers was our favorite. But uh, what do you think of the <laughs> other? Good, yeah. The, yeah, what do you think of the other three? I guess uh, the lead of them would be for us probably Darian Ford. Yeah, I think Darian Ford and, and most other classes he would be considered the blue chip guy. I, I will say in general, um, one of the things that I think is really smart um, when you get a, a high major job and Coach Musselman isn't unique. Kind of the first decision you have to make is, do you want to really try and compete with the blue blood uh, on the recruiting front? And the risk in that is pretty obvious in that if you swing and miss, you could, you could wind up empty-handed. And there's a long line of coaches who have, who have attempted that and failed over the years. What I think is really impressive about, about what uh, Coach Musselman has done is that he's got both one-and-done guys and multiple-year guys in the same class. And so there's tremendous depth in the group. And there's also versatility when it comes to both their, their individual styles, but also roster construction, because let's say best case scenario for these three kids, and you have three guys who are one and done. Well, that'll be great. Arkansas will be the, the talk of the green room next year. Um, who's to know? That's obviously, like I said, a best case scenario. Even if that happens, though, you've got three other guys who are highly talented, um, multidimensional, and Darian Ford, he's the type of guy that, that has, you know, if he sticks around multiple years, could grow into a huge impact player for Arkansas. And so that's what I think is really the, the most impressive part about this class is that, yes, they've got the five-star guys, but they also have the depth around them, and it's, and it's quality depth. It's the type of, type of depth that is ready to come in and make an impact next year and then able to grow into potentially uh, focal points of the team in year two and year three down the road. And, and that's the type of approach that, that leads to continuity. So you don't have to kind of hit reset every given year, which is what most teams do when they're recruiting these, these five-star guys. Do you follow the transfer portal? Unfortunately, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what, we so know you, don't, Musk you don't is, sleep ever then, yeah. basically is what you're telling us. Um, yeah, we know, yeah, no. We know Muss is going after a couple. I mean, he's got six incoming freshmen, but we know he's going. He, I mean, they went on a visit to what was it, Utah Valley State? Yeah. What do you think they need to hit in the transfer portal with these six guys coming in? Well, I think in order to do that, you have to assess um, what they have coming back. Now, obviously, when you look at this group, this is a perimeter oriented group. In fact, I would say all six guys are perimeter players. And so I think the emphasis. Um, at least relative to the rest of that group, is certainly in, in, the, um, in the front court. It, it's hard to imagine they have many minutes left to allocate in the back court. Um, but 
you know, that in the front court, I think with Utah Valley State, and I, I may mispronounce his name here, but um, I think it's Fardaz Amok, maybe. That's my best guess, and I, I really apologize that I, I don't have that pronunciation correct. You're not going to get corrected um, around here, I promise you. <laughs> yeah, but he's, he's a fascinating guy because, you know, I'm based in Connecticut, which is where ESPN is located, and Fardaz did a, a post-grad year in Maine, which is only about four hours away, so I got to see him a lot. Um, when he was up here, and I actually tweeted something about this uh, a couple weeks ago because I had a picture of him when he did his post-grad year and versus one now, and the commitment he has made to his, his body and his conditioning is really remarkable. So he was like a, a mid-major prospect in prep school because of the fact that he was, I mean, candidly, he was a little out of shape. Um, but, but what he's done since to just really transform his body in, in super impressive ways has allowed him to uh, really capitalize on that natural skill. I mean, you know, he, he actually gave me these numbers. So in the three in prep school, he was 265 pounds with, with 20% body fat. Now he's 245 with 8% body fat. And there was a, there was a before and after photo that, that I put out there just because it's remarkable um, what he's been able to do. And that kind of speaks to, to a theme I was talking about earlier and just like the total commitment to the game, total commitment to your body. And he's made that commitment. So he went from a guy who was getting, I think he went to Mercer out of prep school, and then I already transferred one. So he, he went from a guy who was a perceived as a low to mid-major recruit out of, out of prep school, which is a, a fifth year as it is. And, but because that, that light went off, so to speak, and he took his approach to a different level, now he's going to have an opportunity to play wherever he wants. And again, he would potentially, or someone like him, would address that need in the front court, given the vast amount of talent that is uh, coming in in the backcourt. Although I should also say, I do think it's possible that Jordan Walsh, um, you know, I, I think he could play some small ball four for you. In fact, I, I think it's probably not a popular opinion, but I think that's where he's maybe the most immediate um, threat on that uh, next year is, is kind of a small ball four man. Hmm. Real quick. Have you heard anything on Norshad O'Meara from Arkansas state? I, I was not going to lie to you. I have not. You know, okay. my so to put it in perspective, I'm sitting here at my desk and I'm looking at the uh, roughly 35 names that have gone in the portal since I looked at it at about 10 o'clock last night. Uh -huh. And, um, you know, guys who were former top 100 players like Earl Timberlake, uh, you know, leaving Memphis, he was a top 50 guy coming out of high school. This is going to be a second transfer in a row. So um, just the, the vast volume of these guys, who are hitting the portal. It's why every college staff in America, basically all they're doing right now every day is they're getting ready to go to New Orleans, is um, watching film of these guys and trying to assess who's, who's potentially a little bit better than their, their stats show and, and who's not. But being able to keep up with everybody in the portal is, is virtually impossible, at least for a, for a one-man job. So admittedly, I have, I'm not overly familiar with them. Well, we think you're doing a great job. Adam, yes. thank you for the time today. Appreciate we, we appreciate uh, all the information. Thanks so much. Yeah, I appreciate you having me. Thanks, Amen. guys. Thanks. Right. Adam Finkelstein.